When you say, look, I open myself up to you, I'm, I'm going to hold nothing back. Whatever is spoken about today, I, I'm an open book before you, God. It says in Psalm 139 where David says, test my heart. See if there's any unclean way within me and lead me in the way everlasting. And uh, why don't you say something similar? Lord, test me. I want to follow you. Love you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we, ah, we just love being with you, Lord. We, we, we love it that you're here with us. We're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 5, which is uh, continuing, uh, I'm sort of at a leisurely pace, just continuing my way through um, Ephesians. And uh, we, we've, got, we've got quite a challenging passage in front of us here. We've got something that's going to test us. It, it seems the complete opposite of everything that we've just enjoyed in the worship, the subject that we're going to look at today. But I wonder if, if um, God de- has de- deliberately done it that way this morning, that we would have just such an outstanding time in his presence and we're going to continue to have an outstanding time in his presence but the feelings you experience may be somewhat different to what you experienced in the first half of the meeting. And what I'm going to talk on today, and, and please, if you're visiting today and you've just, you've just come to check us out, um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't particularly call yourself a Christian. You've, you've never made a personal decision to follow Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. I, I just want you to sit back, put your feet up and enjoy what I say. No pressure on you. I'm not looking today to communicate to you at all. Hopefully you'll find it interesting and helpful, but I'm not looking to teach morals today. This isn't a preach on good morals This is a preach for people who have given their lives to Jesus and I'm going to look to expound what the Bible says on things we're to put off and things we're to put on. And if you haven't got that foundation at the very start of your life that you've got a trust and a living relationship with Jesus, what I'm going to say to you, you may be a little bit interested, you may even say, cool, there's some good stuff in here, but until you've got that relationship with Jesus sorted out, it's It's not particularly relevant because the last thing I want to do is try and teach Hastings how to live life because it starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. It starts with a fresh start, a new start in him. Now, if you haven't got that, but you know that you've encountered God this morning, but you've, you've never made that personal commitment to follow Jesus, come and find me at the end. I would love to introduce you to him. I would love to chat to you about what it means to follow him and for you to give your life to him. But if you have given your life to Jesus today, I want you to fasten your seatbelts, open your hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to have complete reign in your life as we look at the word of God together. Because there will be some people here today who will be thoroughly challenged and convicted by what I say because their lifestyle doesn't match up with the hope that God has placed within them. Now, that's, that's not a problem. 
Because we can change, we can, we can make a decision this morning to change how we live with the help of the Holy Spirit, inspired by the Word of God. We can sort things out and we can get ourselves back on track. But it may be that it's just a bit of a painful time this morning. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and I think this is sort of the whole centre of the message um, written to the church at Ephesus. It says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So if you know Jesus, you weren't only created when you were born, when you came from your mother's womb, but you were recreated when you put your trust in Jesus Christ and you were recreated for good works which God prepared in advance for you to do. You weren't, you weren't, you didn't become a Christian. God didn't save you just so you could do whatever you were doing before. He actually saved you because he has got special things that only you can do because he has wired you and gifted you in a way that can meet these particular needs, these purposes that God has got for you. And so right at the very centre of your life, you need to be gripped, you need to realise the fact that God has saved you for purpose. That you are living here in Hastings for purpose. Because there are good, good works which God has done, designed for you to do. Do you know that you've got good works this week that God has preordained that you should be doing? He knit you together in, the, in your mother's womb, it says he hems you in behind and before. And what Paul picks up here in Ephesians chapter 5, he says, he, he's, we, we, a couple of weeks ago we touched on the whole thing. Do you remember of me saying, you put things off and you need to put things on? Well, really in Ephesians chapter 5 where we're up to is we're continuing along that course. We're going to look at some things that you just need to take off if you're a Christian. If you are a Christ follower, you've got to take these things off. But there's also things that we ought to put on as well. Let's have a look at, um, I think, let's just have a look at the first few verses of Ephesians 5 because I may not get very far through it before we, um, before we stop. We'll we sort of see how we go. So Ephesians 5, uh, picking it up at verse 1. And Joe, just do your best to keep up really. We'll sort of see where we go. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God.